Hell yeah. Welcome, everyone. Officially episode number 38 of Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ. It's the interactive video show where you can join us in any form you want. You can just be in the chat. You can just have audio. You can just have video. The full uh, shebang, if you will. Ask us questions. Participate. Smoke out with us. Hence the name of the show and the purpose of gathering here to smoke and chill and be entertained and be entertaining and that's what we're trying to do here. ShellySJSmokeout.com. You subscribe on either OnlyFans or Patreon. I recommend both. You can just do one. You get a lot of stuff on either one. There's different uh, tiers on Patreon. There's a lot of sexy Shelly stuff on OnlyFans. Either way, you get every episode on video and access to every session where we record the show. And that is awesome. If I do say so myself, I know I'm biased to say it's awesome. But I'm saying it anyway. And uh, prove me wrong. So... <laughs> Shelly, follow Shelly on Twitter. You know, she's been, um, she had a little something going on this week. She's been very uh, uh, cryptic about what she has going on, other than continuous gifts and, and memes of El Guapo from Three Amigos. So, Shelly, you promised to tell us what's going on. People have been waiting to find out what this means, the continuous barrage of El Guapo. So, what's going on, Shelly? Well, it's very simple. This is something that we've talked about on the show plenty of times. You know, there's a scene on Three Amigos where Steve Martin, Lucky Day, is doing this whole monologue to the people of Santa Poco. And he's telling them that everyone has an El Guapo. And, um, you know, actually, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the exact because it is, I should know it as an actress because that should be my monologue because. <laughs> Um, let's see, El Guapo, Shyness, and then I'll take you guys through, like, everything. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen Three Amigos in very, it's probably been 30 years since I've actually seen Shut it. up. <laughs> I, see, I watch it all the time. I should know this by heart. Okay, this is what he says. In a way, all of us have an El Guapo to face. For some, Shyness may be their El Guapo. For others, a lack of ed education may be their El Guapo. For us, El Guapo is a big, dangerous man who wants to kill us. But as sure as my name is, lucky day, the people of Santo Poco can conquer their own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be the actual El Guapo. So that's the quote, and that is something that I've loved the Three Amigos since it came out and I was a little girl, you know? But as I got older and I just kept watching it over and over, um, about five, six years ago, maybe even more now, but more in my adult life, when I revisit the movie and that part came on, I was like, dude, yeah, he's absolutely right. Like, oh my God, this is so funny. And it just kind of hit me in a different way because I'm older, I've experienced more, and I truly got the joke. Like, I really got the joke. So... <laughs> Something that I have talked about time and time again is how I have this issue with death. And one of the things that I've been doing here in my home is I said, I think the best way I can deal with this and when I go through these whole things with death is to just say, oh, oh El Guapo is you know, on the hunt again or whatever, El Guapo. And I started to do that and it started helping me a little bit, but... It only helped me if somebody else was with me. And I spend a lot of time alone, like when I'm working all day and stuff like that. So 
the other night, I can't even remember which night I started it. It might have been Friday or Saturday. Um, it was Saturday. I had I had met up with my girlfriends, and we were having some margaritas. It was a good old time. And one of the things I had said, I was like, dude, I like 90% of my awake time probably think of death. And so, like, when I got into that conversation, when I came home, I was like, dude, I'm going to do an experiment on myself. I'm going to do an experiment where every single time I think about death and I have my death panic attack, I'm going to tweet out a picture of El Guapo. And it's going to show me. And what's so crazy is when I started to do it, I was tripping myself out because I was like, oh my gosh, literally the last one was like less than five minutes ago. I can't let five minutes go by from the last panic attack with it. So it was really interesting for me going down that timeline and seeing when I have almost this like manic spurts that seem to be more in the morning time. And that's when like I have it, whatever, whatever. And so what's interesting was something I learned about myself with this experiment was yesterday in particular, I went lo the longest without doing the El Guapo from the other days. And the reason why is because I was busy. I was editing. I was putting stuff together. I was getting what, like, so today, the same thing. I didn't have to post as much as El Guapo. And at first, let me tell you guys something. When I first started to do it, like on day one and two, there were times that I wasn't near my phone or whatever. And I did have the panic attacks. So there's that. Like there, this is just like an idea. Oh yeah. And then I watched Spaceball. <laughs> that helped me. That helped me out for a bit. I was having a moment and then I see there was that El Guapo moment. And then I watched Spaceballs and everything got better and I fell asleep. So yeah and it's like there's a lot i know and especially over the weekend i noticed that's when it was like very one after the other after the other and then slowly when i started to see my patterns i try to take charge of them and use my time more wisely <laughs> so that whole timeline you just went through is how many times i thought not only thought about death but then had a panic attack about it Wow. Yeah. That's my life. Yeah, that's, I think that's when it started, around this time. Yes, August 8th. There was a lot of August 8th. Yeah. Goodness. Look at that. That is so cute. So I thought it would be really cool to kind of like do the whole thing and because I've talked about this before here on the show, I thought it was only appropriate to talk about it on the show, say that's what I'm doing, and I'm going to continue to do it. And I'm not going to tell anybody on social media what exactly the El Guapo is. So when you do your teasers, feel free to tease, but don't let them know what it is, what my whole plot is. Because my the way I'm going to use this, and this is my whole scheme to see how things go. I feel, because it already has happened, this has helped me out a lot, but death is just like my big El Guapo. I have other El Guapos, so I feel like once I start to like maybe hopefully get this under control more, I can start attacking my other El Guapos in my life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. A little insight thing for subscribers of the show. You OGs, if you will, every time Shelly posts a picture now of El Guapo or <laughs> whatever, you'll know. Yeah, 
you're going, what the hell is that? Well, it's subscribe to find out. Exactly. And that's the thing. I felt like not only was this a good way for me to track how my mind is working, not only was it a way to people who have tuned into our show that know this and now are going to watch either the replay or if they join us later. So it's like, there's that. But then I was like, this is going to make people think I'm lost my mind. And why do I always do this? And it's going to make them curious. And what does it always come back to us trying to get subscribers? <laughs> so I thought this was a great way to try to like do a legit experiment, get, cause I feel that once this goes for a while and our listeners and viewers see what's up, I feel like when they see me post El Guapo pictures, they're probably going to be like, don't worry about it or whatever, like the support, you know? So, but we got to keep all the people that aren't subscribers. They're not allowed to know because they need to subscribe to find out. They're not worthy. They're not worthy of knowing. They have to exactly. see it and say, what the hell is that? And not know. Exactly. Please subscribe. I was sitting here thinking like, what would my El Guapo be? Um, I guess when it comes down to it, it'd be failing to live up to my responsibilities. That's what I'm thinking about when I'm up at six o'clock in the morning, anxious, going through the hell I'm going through with my stomach or whatever in the bathroom. That's what I'm thinking about is I didn't get this done. I failed to do this. This is, I didn't meet this goal. This isn't what it was supposed to be. And it's over and over and over again. And I've gotten, it's gotten to the point now where I recognize it when it's happening. I think, oh, well, you know, this is happened for a long time now, but it doesn't really mitigate the effect it has on my body is my body still used to it being this huge thing going back decades at this point. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking if I posted, I guess like I post a lot about it. It'd be mostly in the morning if I posted about it. I posted my El Guapo pictures. Post your El Guapo pictures. And then we can be each other's support group here at the uh, smoke out because, you know, we all have them just like Steve Martin says. Oh, and what was really interesting is when I was looking up, cause Twitter only has so many gifts of like El Guapo. Yeah. And so something that I thought was really awesome is I came across this article and it's called Conquering Your El Guapo. And it's a great article. It talks about like the movie and then, um, you know, the backstory of why it was important that like they, the reader knows who this El Guapo is. And then I thought this was really cool. So um, I'm just going to read this. Like the people of the Mexican village of Santa Poco, we can conquer our own personal El Guapo. I think it's natural to try and conquer our El Guapos alone, but we can't always do them all the time. You have to find your strengths and ask for help to overcome your weaknesses. I've had a rough go around. Oh, the, their El Guapo was cancer. So like that's, you know, heavy. So um, I had to go around with this cancer thing, but I never knew I could have made it without the support of my family. I love them and I'm grateful that I'm still alive so I can hang out with them. Remember, you're not alone in your fight to overcome El Guapos. There are others who care about your success and happiness. You are strong. You can overcome your El Guapos. Use your resources, family, and friends to help you overcome them. Do it yourself and do it for them. And I thought that was really interesting because, you know, this whole death thing for me, I've been going through it my entire life. And it took me way later in life to even talk about it because I was so much in fear that I thought if I even said the word death, it would jinx something and somebody would die. Like, it was really bad. So... 
it took me a long time to even say the same, like any kind of word that has to do with death with my grandma. Cause again, I thought that it would throw that energy out there, you know? So it wasn't until I started to finally be able to talk about it. That's first was with Danielle. So that helped. And then like, I started talking about it online with my secret society. Then I started talking about it even more on here. And so I feel like the more I've talked about it, the more it's helped me. And then other people, like if I talk to Danielle, she'll be like, Oh, you know, I get it. And then I get that support. Like that article says, so I'm just here to say to you and to our viewers out there, we do all have our own El Guapos. And the thing about El Guapo is he comes in many shapes, sizes, and colors. Like it's so, it's so crazy, but like I had to learn the hard way that it's okay to, to ask somebody when you're venting about your El Guapo, like, what do you think I should do? Well, what do you think about this? Because when you hear somebody else's point of view, it can help you so much. And that's uh, my two cents for the day. <laughs> Very inspiring beginning to the show. Well, you know, I'm just really trying to kick my El Guapo because it's so bad. Like, you know, I think it was really at its height during death times. Like when my dad passed away, that was the first time. Like I literally wouldn't go to sleep unless the sun was up because I thought that like spirits would come. I was really weird about it. I was like so freaked out. And then it turned into, well, if I just make it till the sun comes up, because usually in my life, tragedies of death it always happens at the weirdest hours of the morning so for me i was like okay i made it the sun's up so now i can go to sleep because i didn't die so then like that transferred over to that and that kind of thinking haunted me for a really long time and i think that's why i allowed of course it always goes back to wrestling um i allowed wrestling to, in so much to where that's why it hurt me so much because it kept me so busy like okay, this is my goal. How, what do I got to do to get there? And like that long road of hard work and commitment to finally get there. And then once you're there, it's a different kind of commitment because now you're on the road full time and it's like, whatever. So it was a good distraction for me to like not have the time to think about death so much. And it's crazy because like, I just think about the things I've done in wrestling where it's like, dude, one wrong little move there. I could have killed myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that's, now I'm understanding why wrestling is so personal to me. Like everybody that's a wrestler, it's personal to them in a different way. For me, in a way, especially because, hello, duh, I got to be a vampire on TV. I got to escape death, if, you, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jeez, but yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens tomorrow. If I'll wake up and you see all guapo all over my timeline or not. <laughs> uh, for those of you who uh, are subscribing OnlyFans, and if you didn't get a message, you got the message late, I hopefully you get the message at all. Uh, the link to the show so you can join us. OnlyFans are being very slow tonight. They're very annoying. And um, so I don't know if you got the message 
or not. Uh, Patreon, I think they're running a little bit smoother, but you know, I, I can only do what I can do. And most of the time, it's very glitchy and bogged down. There's a lot of people, you know, logging on to masturbate or whatever, and it slows down the system and it gives us problems. I need to send messages to people. They need a link so they can join us to smoke out. That's the whole point. I think sometimes when they update their stuff, because they're in, I think, England, their base or whatever. So to them, it's like, this isn't the time that they're up. But for like us, it is. So I think that might have something to do with it. Because this isn't the first time. And it's really annoying, especially when like, for me, it's when I'm trying to do my pay-per-view content. And I'm like, I put the teaser. So it's like, all I got to do is like, post the content. And it's like, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, like, oh my God, like what is going on here? Please. They should be more considerate of the United States masturbators and content creators. And instead of the people in England, I mean, how many people in England would be doing that? We dominate that not to be, you know, you know, America first or whatever, but come on. It's prime time here. I agree. It's prime time. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, you mentioned your secret society earlier. You have something going on as uh, oh, now Shelly's gone. Um, anyway, Shelly has something going on with her secret society. <clears throat> Resubscribe to that and to this, um, the smoke out with Shelly and SJ. You get a special shout out video every month. And I was going to ask her about that. The glitches started, and now Shelly has disappeared. Hopefully, she will return. Hopefully, we'll be joined by subscribers. Hopefully, you got the message about the link or with the link. It's very annoying, as she said. It's going to take a couple clicks, do something with a couple clicks, and it should work. And um, hopefully, Shelly has returned. Hopefully, Shelly's going to work. You started glitching, and then you disappeared, and it was uh, all over. You know, that's just every day in my life. Sometimes I glitch out and I disappear. It happens. <laughs> you know, I've accepted this. It's just who I am. And since I've accepted the fact that I'm a glitcher and a disappearer, I think my life has become less stressful because now I know that's just the case. That's right. <laughs> prepared. Anyway, I was telling people uh, when you disappeared about the... Uh, Deal you have going on with the shadow videos when it comes to Secret Society subscribers and subscribers to the show. So go ahead and tell people about that. Great. So, of course, as you guys know, I just would love for everyone to be subscribed over here. And so I thought, you know, I would like to at least hook up my Secret Society. So for Secret Society members, if you join the Smokeouts over here, we uh, I will give you every single month a little shout-out video just for you that I'll make. And I did one today. It was kind of short, but, like, whatever. They'll be different every time. Sometimes it'll just be a fun little, hey, how's it going? You know, in a cute outfit kind of thing. And sometimes maybe I'll edit something really cool for you. You never freaking know. So that's why if you're a Secret Society subscriber, you need to let us know by direct messaging on the Smokeout OnlyFans or Patreon. Not mine. Not on the Secret Society. On <laughs> Let's keep it organized, people. Right. On the Smokeout either the OnlyFans or the Patreon, and I'll put you on the list 
and I just sent or I sent uh, Stoner Jesus the files earlier, and yeah, that's what's up. So why don't you make sure to hit us up and let us know so that you can get all the rewards that are owed to you for being such awesome subscribers. Right. And don't think you're getting some special access to Shelly. As she said, I am the buffer. <laughs> or whatever. They're coming to me. I'm the buffer. Shelly's not saying any of this. You tell Shelly how much you love her boobs. It's coming to me. Tell me how much you love my boobs. <laughs> That's the thing. You, you guys are hurting his feelings. You're writing him. You're telling them that you love my boobs, giving him no love for his boobs. You know, it sucks that he has feelings. to sit there and read it. By the way, not that anyone asked, but if you want a special shout-out video from me every month, you're going to have to request it. I'm not going to do it if no one cares. You have to tell me, and then I'll do it. If they're lucky. Very bitter and petty. <laughs> What's going on in my career? <laughs> me too, you know, but that's why I'm just like, you know, I'm a failed wrestler. I'm a failed actress. I'm a half-ass model. I'm a big fat titty Shelly. You know, it's fine. I glitch out. I disappear. It's mm -hmm. fine. I'm just rolling with it at this point, you know. You just got to roll with it. That's right. Speaking of the uh, saga... If you didn't see last week's show, the saga of Fat Titty Shelly, uh, are there any updates Shelley, in the boob region? No, I mean, I don't know if it's maybe mentally, but um, I feel like they don't bother me as much at night. I have changed my workouts, so they're more intense than they were before, which is real fun in the summertime, by the way. But... Here's the thing, because now I know I have to work harder now. Um, I have been working out earlier in the morning, which has been so helpful because it still does wipe me out after I'm done for a little bit. But in the time, it doesn't wipe me out mentally. It just wipes me out physically. So I'm there posting or, you know, organizing stuff. So I'm still working. So I think that's pretty cool. Like today, it took me two hours until after my workout to finally get in the shower. But I wasn't just like sitting there like all exhausted. Cause that's the thing before that's what would happen is because I was working out in the heat. It was like the physical part was wearing, but then the mental from being in the heat. So now that I'm doing it earlier and beating the heat, it's just, everything is like falling into place and it's really awesome. So Long live Fat Titty Shelly. Like, first of all, it's getting me back on track with my fitness. But then it's getting me back on track with, like, I have to keep more to a schedule here so that I don't put myself through this, like, torture that I do every single summer. And it's ridiculous. Like, it does – it takes me out. And then I'm not good to anybody. Like, I, I don't want to do anything except, like, sleep and then it's – whatever. So – I feel like that in combination with sleeping a little better at night, maybe with that peace of mind, is really helpful. I hope that next week I can report back that I've made some progress in my fitness, maybe lose a couple pounds, so we shall see. But um, I told myself, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to just get gnarly status here. And it's just like, ugh, I'm just going to have to go back to recommitting. Nope. Shelly is frozen. 
Is that a prelude to her disappearing? I don't know. Will she be back? Technology is an interesting thing. <clears throat> That's for sure. I'll sit here and talk to Frozen Shelly. <laughs> really get a little bit of everything with the show. A lot of variety is going on here with Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ. That's why you subscribe. That's why you're here. That's why you're entertained. It's the constant variety. You never know what's going to happen. Maybe Shelly will just freeze for a couple minutes. Who knows? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to smoke. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> We had one Shelly disappear, and then a Shelly has come back. I get a black screen with this Shelly. That's a bummer. <laughs> technical difficulties. I knew it was a little screen that says technical difficulties. We'll be right back. <coughs> I'll try to have that for next week. <laughs> oh, we have another Shelly coming up. Get rid of that Shelly and bring up this Shelly. Stoner Jesus, do you hear me? <laughs> I'm just, just telling you, I should get one of those little pictures that says technical difficulty. We'll be right back. It has like a picture of a hat, a, a cat hanging off like an electrical line or something. And I could put that up whenever there's a problem. So Absolutely. I have two here. One is frozen. I wonder if I can get rid of this without screwing up. Oh, there we go. Disappeared. Okay, I'm cool. Now we're good. We're back to having one Shelly. But you know, you got to love this. I think it talks too. Oh, come on. There you go. <laughs> Three feet this way, I have a Darth Vader wearable mask. If you push a button on it, it does like the breathing thing. Ooh. Darth Vader was my thing when I was like, it was like the, my cake, my fourth birthday when I was a kid. And right oh, that's so cute. You have you ever smoked with the mask on? Hot box uh, yourself? No. no, that's a good idea. I don't know how breathable it is. I don't keep it on for long. It's very heavy. It really wears on your neck if you wear it for too long. You got to put it like the front on and then the back on top. Uh, subscriber Jesse K has joined us. So Jesse got the link, which is good. We're talking about people not getting the link or maybe not getting a link. I don't know. A lot of technical problems tonight across the interwebs. I have a question for you. If I were to mail you a bong, would you, you can get it, right? You won't get in trouble? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, no, I've had plenty of bongs. They've all been delivered here, really. Except for, I think, one. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah. Um, have you ever used a gas mask bong? Uh, I have not, actually. <laughs> oh, coming up on Shelly and SJSmokeOut.com, we will have the Smoke Off Challenge with the bong masks, which I will provide. So stay tuned for the date. It will happen. I haven't done it in a really long time. And here's a fun story, especially for my wrestling fans out there. So back in the day when I was in TNA, um, Homicide had this bong mask. He called it Cujo, <laughs> rightfully so. And so he would bring Cujo over. And I loved this thing because... I was just, I had never spoked out of something like that before. And sometimes it get really scary because like, if you're already kind of like, 
either on edge or ready, or you've been smoking for a while, so you're real medicated, you can get a little claustrophobic in it and you like panic. <laughs> panic, especially when the whole thing fills with smoke, you can get a little panicky. But I guess that's kind of like the fun of it. So we would smoke Cujo and there was this other wrestler, ODB, who uh, her and I, we would room a lot together, travel together. And she was with this wrestler, Rhino. And they went to go get more booze and we were all kicking it inside of the hotel room. And they had no, like, Rhino had no idea, like, about the bong mask that we had. ODB was like, she knew how I was and that's just, oh, that's Shelly. Like, she's always smoking. I'm not even sure if Rhino smokes because I don't really know him that well. But, like, I knew he was at that time a drinker. So, <clears throat> I just remember there was, I can't, I can't even tell you who it was, but there was two people sitting next to me, me, and then homicide. And I was trying to convince them that they should just hit the bong mask and they were scared. And I was like, no, watch, I'll show you. It's really awesome. So I was hitting it and then Rhino comes in and I just remember looking up and he just had this look on his face. Like it was a horror movie and he just goes, and I just didn't say nothing, just walked out. He had like a case of beer and <laughs> he never talked about it with me ever. Like he, the next day at work or the next time I saw him, he wasn't like, dude, that was crazy. He was just, he kind of didn't talk to me after that. <laughs> but that's like, that, so there goes a little story about the bat, mask bong. But what ended up happening is I convinced Homicide to let me take it to California because I wanted to like use it. And he let me. And um, he never, really, oof, he never really asked for it back. Hold on. <laughs> See, you never know what's going to happen. It's the beauty of the show, the variety, as I was telling you about. So, um, oh boy, just ignore her. So, uh, I kept that thing for a really long time. And it was like one of my things, like when people would come over, I'd always be like, Hey, you want to smoke the, ga the gas mask bong? And they'd be like, no way. And it's always a good conversational piece. And then it always seems like if you have a group of people that there's maybe four people, usually only like two maybe the three of the four people are down to do it and then maybe only one of them really does it because they're scared <laughs> and i get it it's it is scary and maybe that's why i like it because i like conquer because i do get claustrophobic so maybe it's me conquering that fear but there's times where like i just talk myself like out of it like it's all filled up and i was like <sighs> And it's all I'm like, oh my God, okay, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's just marijuana. It's okay. Just, it's going to be good. And if you could talk yourself through it, it's a really awesome high. Let me tell you something. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're essentially hotboxing yourself. Yeah. I don't think I would have much of a problem doing it because I know that, you know, I could just take it off or whatever. If I got stuck in like an elevator or something like that, I'd have a real problem with that, I think. Especially well, here's. Time. 
Here's the thing, though. When you put it on, there's like these little pulleys on it. You, so you have to kind of make it fit your head pretty kind of tight. That's what makes it feel that way. Because it's like, yeah, you could pull it off, but you do all this work. For me, this is what happens. When I get it on perfect, because you don't want any of the smoke to come out, right? So yeah. when I'm putting it to my head and it's my turn, that's kind of when I've um, started working myself up. Because at first it's like, yeah, okay. And it's getting tighter and tighter. You're like, whoa, I don't know. Could I breathe right right now and then you're like it's like oh god it's filling up <gasps> <It's a lot. laughs> and i haven't done it in a really long time because i think i eventually just threw it because it got like gross and stuff but like they're super cheap and available everywhere so i'm gonna get us both one maybe i'll get a deal like hey two for one and then we're gonna totally have a smoke out on the show <laughs> nothing to look forward to uh, speaking Hell of yeah. homicide, uh, an update from a few weeks ago, I was talking about people trying to get people on the show to surprise Shelly, my progress with that, which unsurprisingly is not great. Uh, I mentioned that homicide saw my message on Instagram and did not respond at all. Uh, Kevin recently also saw my message on Instagram, also did not respond. <laughs> and uh, Sean has not responded to me in six weeks uh, at least. Right? He was down <laughs> ready to go and i was like yeah we're gonna surprise shelly he's like yeah that's cool and then that was it you know what i will give him this i'll say this and if you want to put this on the teaser this is fine like totally no no jokes the fact that he at least entertained it and was like yeah let's do it that makes me just go, you know what? That's more than I thought that he would. So I appreciate the at least intent. Maybe he had second thoughts and realized it wasn't a good idea. And maybe it's not. So that's fine. But it's so interesting that the one that I felt I had the most problems with was the one at least that gave you the time of day. Whereas the other two, it's like so interesting to me. So I will give props where props are due. There you go, Hernandez. I appreciate that you entertained it. And it's fine that we don't do it because it's probably not a good idea. Yeah, I never claimed to be good for his career. I said it would be fun to surprise Shelly. <laughs> and maybe he thought so too. And then he thought about it. And that's fine because you should think about things before – like before doing something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's smart. That's a good thing to do. But it's, he's still wrestling a lot and he's doing like impact and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So you know what? So it's, who knows? Maybe it was a thing where they were like, you know, you can't do that. Like who knows? You don't know. You know what I mean? So like, it's fine. I just appreciate, I truly do. I truly appreciate that he was down to do it or at least think about it. That's really, really cool because Especially with doing the um, the roast, I was really shocked on like, I wasn't thinking that everybody who I personally contacted about it would, and that was everybody, duh. So everyone that I contacted, I was really shocked that some of them just like blew it off yeah. because they told me they were down. And then I told them what's up. And then I was even more shocked that people who said that they were going to do it just straight up didn't come. And then days go by and then they're like, oh, I got my days mixed up. And it's like, 
<laughs> okay. So we out pretty pretty far out. I mean, it was like it was February 10th, I believe. We did it and we had been building up for like two months. It was before the holidays. I'm pretty sure. So we had a date set and there was a lot. And like I said, I sent out a lot of emails to people. I have a whole group of emails. I was sending out updates all the time. I don't know. It is what it is. But, uh, it is and it's fine but it's just really and that's why i'm saying this thing with hernandez like i truly like i was saying like all jokes aside and everything <clears throat> all beast aside it's like that's really cool because i've realized that just even getting an answer from people is like harder than i thought and what's interesting is where i learned that first wasn't even from myself and my experiences it was more so when people would hit me up when we talked about um mcgee and all that um when i would write people back saying oh i'm not doing them right i'm not podcasting right now check it back with me later or whatever so many people were like thank you at least for writing me back and that's when I didn't realize that a lot of people just don't get back at all. And I'm really old school. And when I started my modeling career, my acting career before wrestling entered it, like that's just how you do things. And it's just really interesting to me that people who are way more successful than I'll ever be as far as entertainment goes that they handle their business like the way they do it's like shocking to me and it's like wow like but they're like super successful but okay and it just it's weird to me because even if you have someone like that does it for you i don't know it's just weird but that's fine everybody's different and something that i've I guess I've come to realize, and I know that sounds kind of dumb maybe, is because I've been doing this for so long. Like I've been documenting my life for so long. Like before, not to like toot my own horn, but it's just the truth. Like before vlogging was really the thing, I was vlogging, you know? So I've been really, that's why I'm so comfortable on camera, which is great. So in saying that, like I'm realizing that not everybody is as comfortable or they're not everybody is good in an interview or not everybody is like whatever and so maybe that's why a lot of times people are just like oh you know i'm just not gonna say anything because how am i gonna tell them oh i'm gonna be boring or i'm gonna be nervous or i don't i don't know what to say or i'm uncomfortable and that's fine like you even see it with like actors and stuff it's like you know you might see an interview with somebody and like they have their sunglasses on and they seem kind of off-putting and it's like chances are they're really nervous and uncomfortable and because they're not acting and that's the same thing with wrestlers you know it's like they're not on so i get it i totally get it but i did take it a, i did get a little butthurt i don't want to say take it personal but i did I, w I was like damn that sucks like whatever but you know i also have to remember that i'm just not everybody is as comfortable on camera or on a podcast as i am you know Absolutely. <clears throat> um, as if we've mentioned before, Shelly and I discuss different ideas. She sends me different ideas to direct message for the show. One of the ideas from a couple weeks ago, we didn't get to it last week. So now is a perfect time to bring it up is the subject of threesomes. 
that um and I don't know why Shelly wanted to talk about it, but that's the beauty again of the show and the variety of the show. You never know what's coming. So we'll see. Shelly, what's up with threesomes? Well, here's the thing. Threesomes are no stranger to me. The reason why threesomes are no stranger to me is because based on the way I look and the types of places I've been, like at certain parties or whatever, people just assume that I'm down with threesomes. I hate to break it to you people, but I'm so jealous and possessive that I don't share. And I've never been interested in having sex with two people at once, not just because of that part, but I'm a type of person that when I have sex, I really like to make the guy really feel like the man. It's his fantasy. Like, this is what he watched when he was jacking off when, as a teenager, seeing that'd be really cool if that happened to me. It never will. That's where I like to do things. And it makes sense because I'm a content creator. So I get creative even in that sense, you know? So my whole thing is, is like, that's a lot of work. Two people now to focus on. Like, that's too much. That's just too much. That's why I've never even been into 69 because that's just too much. Like, do I enjoy myself? Because if I enjoy myself, that means you're not going to be getting taken care of over here. So whoever can kill it in the 69 business, kudos to you because that's a lot. That's like a lot. I always feel like normally it's the girl or, you know, there's fellows out there, whoever um, is more of a giver. It's like they are really making the 69 happen because they're allowing, in my opinion, unless there's some pros out there, they're allowing them to fully enjoy the moment because they're focusing on that person. And again, I like that because that to me turns me on, but that's just too much. So this whole threesome thing, not only am I going to cry if I see my freaking boyfriend over there hooking up with another girl, that would just make me lose it. And I'd bring it up all the time. Oh, whatever. You thinking about her? Like, I, it would be terrible. It'd be terrible. Like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, what are you thinking? Oh, you looking at that girl and wondering? Like, it would be terrible. It would be miserable. I know not everybody's that way. Again, I've said it before on the show, Sadie, and I am a classic stage five clinger. I always want the guy to be my boyfriend. I'm that girl. So that's just too much for me. But again, because of the way I look and whatever. And so the reason why I brought that up was because I remember and like something had happened. I can't remember what it was, but um, I was triggered into thinking about this time. I had this friend that I used to do custom videos with wrestling back at, when I was doing it the first time around. So it was just wrestling videos. And her and I, we would always go and party at these crazy, like, rich people's houses and people that are, like, a big deal in this town. And so we went to this really awesome place. Like, this is one of my favorite times because, like... Even though the Playboy Mansion is cool, whatever, like this place like had the essence of it, but it just seemed cleaner. 
cleaner. Sticky. Yeah. It <laughs> seemed like it seemed more like instead of let me tell you who's been here, and it was more like, hey, come on in. Come on in. That's how the vibe was. I remember I kind of um wandered off. And when I wandered off, I stumbled upon this room and it had a tanning bed in it. And so I was like, hell yeah. So, because it was during the summertime, so it was a pool party anyways. So I had little jean shorts on and a tank top. I took it off as in my bathing suit underneath. Gave, got myself a little tan. And then I kept walking. There was a little bowling alley, like a lane. I was like, are you kidding me? I freaking love bowling. So sitting there bowling, whatever. It was so awesome. They had sushi there. It was so great. So afterwards me and my friend we go back to her place and with the guy that got us to that party was with us so i was so drunk at this point so i was like i'm gonna just pass out so i remember i was laying on the bed and they were hooking up in the living room i was like whatever dude i'm going to sleep and so they came into the room and they got on the bed and i was like oh my god no what's going on and so i just kept pretending i was asleep and then like, I don't know what happened to this day because my eyes were closed. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, God, no, what's going on? What do I do? And then the next, I, I hear all this weird noise. And I'm just like, oh, my God, do I just peek? Do I use my hair and just kind of look? Like, what if they see and then they seem awake? And then that's when I hear my friend. She's like, oh, she's passed out. Let's just go. And I'm thinking, let's just go. What were you guys trying to do? And so I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm not friends with this girl to this day. And it's so interesting because, like, when I thought about the other day and I wrote you that, it's like, we were friends after that and it's like in a weird way i like blocked it out and it's like why is it that like i until we weren't friends that's when i remember it and then i was going through netflix or something and then like things that pop up or whatever and it was like oh no i was looking for something and then there's threesome again i was like you know what i have to share this story on the show that's it because now like because i was looking for like the something and so like threesome came up or whatever so not only did I want to share that, but I was very curious what your thoughts were on the subject. I think I've mentioned this before on here about <clears throat> my attempts to get like people from the swinger community and people in that area on my show to talk about it. Because the psychology of the whole thing always interests me. There's the big group of people where there's just no way that's going to happen. Like me and my wife, there's absolutely no way. That would happen. That's not even a thought that we've ever entertained. Um, not that if she said she wanted to do something with a girl, I would be totally on board, but that would never happen. And me with a girl, that would she would freak the fuck out, and it would be over in the first two seconds when she was strangling this woman to death. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But there's people like that, the large group of people like that, and then there's also the group of people that are, that are They've been swingers for 20 years and it enhances their marriage or whatever. And the whole psychology of that's always really interested me. I've never been able to get swingers or I mean, I've had porn stars on, but it's not really the same thing. I mean, you're working, you're not, it's not your private life with all these other different people and strangers sometimes. Um, but I'm still, I still try every now and then if I see a swinger couple, I'll be like, Hey, you know, I'll come on my show and talk about it. I've never gotten a response. I don't think it's, it lends itself to that really but 
I keep trying because it's very interesting that some people can handle that and a lot of people just can't. And what's really interesting too is like there's because I've asked a lot of people like because for me a lot of that stuff happens in wrestling so much so that like I know I've talked about this before. Maybe this is me being judgmental. I'm sorry. I don't try. I try not to be. But people who, when you look at them, you just would never think in a million years. And who am I to say that? Because people look at me thinking that I'm okay with it. So it's like, I'm totally being a hypocrite here. But that's just the truth, the honest truth. Like, I've there was people who I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, you are that way like and like i don't mean to sound derogatory when i say that it's just like <clears throat> very shocking to me and i guess i kind of i don't know like a lot of people kind of made me feel like oh i miss goody two shoes because i've never had a threesome before or whatever and all this and it's just just like, why has it got to be about goody two shoes? I'm not saying that you are a bad person for doing that. Like, as long as you're not cheating, like, you know, that will, that'll make you a bad person no matter what. But it's like, so why do you got to judge me when like, because I'm not down with it. And it's just so interesting to me because like, I guess I watch too many movies and TV growing up. Like I picture people that are into that stuff more so being like, And, and it's now that I think of it, no, because like, look at Marcy Darcy, like not that she, they were having threesomes, but she was a freak. So it's like, <coughs> no, Shelly keeps freezing more technical glitches. Um, which is part of the show. Let's say it's part of the character. It's part of the, uh, the ambiance of the show. You never know when one half will just disappear or freeze, which, you know, is technology. It's interwebs. It was, as I mentioned before, the internet tonight is very weird. Only fans' messages weren't going out. It's just very... Oh, we have another... We have a different Shelly. Let me see if I can get rid of... The, lose this Shelly. Get this Shelly. The, the functioning Shelly. <laughs> there we go. Um, Jeff, in the uh, chat area, said... They're fun when you're in your 20s, but not when you get older. I can see that, too. Like, yeah, if I would have had the type of opportunities when I was younger to participate in something like that, I probably would have. I probably would have regretted it because I would have regretted my performance. And then we used to have a <laughs> to keep track of and what's going on. And it's just, especially for me back then, it would have been too much. I probably would have had a panic attack and ran out and everybody would have talked about me. Well, that's the thing. And like, I don't mean to sound like a jerk or anything, but it was important to me that when I met Metal Jesus, like we talked about different things and it really meant a lot to me that not only had he not, but that he had an opportunity to and didn't. And it's not because, oh, well, he's a guy. Like, what's it? No, because like you said, it makes him nervous. It's too much. It was overwhelming. So it's not, it didn't sound like, it would be fun because like it was just anxiety all over. So to me that really meant a lot because 
I've been in the same situations, you know, where people like whatever, or even me hanging out with people having a nice time. So it's not like they're not people I'm connecting with or whatever, but it's just like, no, I just never could cross that line in my life. Like when I was young and being crazy and all this running around Hollywood and all this, but like, again, it's just so interesting because finding out later that some people who just really judged me because of like my past modeling and things like that and wrestling, like they were over there having threesomes and it's like, you know, just because I'm over here not having threesomes, but I made some, made a couple bucks being like, I don't know, taboo. Like, oh my goodness. It's just, it's so annoying. So it's like this whole thing with threesomes has just been something that really bothers me. And here it goes back to the psychology. There was a boyfriend I had. And when we broke up, this always happens to me. <clears throat> um, the girl he cheated on me with, they ended up being a, a couple. And then when they broke up, she wanted to get in touch with me, whatever. So we had a nice chat. And one of the things that she said when I asked her about, like, because I didn't realize until, like, towards the end, like, shortly uh, before I broke up with him, that's when I had asked him. I was like, have you ever had a threesome? He was like, well, yeah. And then I was like, oh. And I just remember he goes, don't judge me. And I was just like, I just didn't think that you were that type. I'm sorry. And maybe I did, but like, whatever. So I asked her about that. She's like, yeah, we did. And I was like, well, how did that make you feel? And it wasn't about like the fact that she was the girl that he cheated on me. It was just like person. Like I, like you're saying, I finally had a chance to ask the questions, like somebody mm -hmm. that like, whatever. And she was like, well, he explained to me, like, this girl that was, like, I guess the most reoccurring one that they would do it with, that she was, like, their sex toy. So he convinced her. And I'm like, so a person is your sex toy? She was like, yeah, so that's kind of how it was. And it was really interesting. And because she is the girl that he cheated on me with, she's not somebody I'm going to be all buddy-buddy with. I'm fine with her. Like, I wish her nothing but the best. But sometimes when I when the threesome thing comes up to me, I do think about her and I want to ask her. So like now you moved on. I think she got married. So sometimes I want to be like, so do you continue that or was that just like before? Because I'm real curious, but like I don't know her like that. And then for me to like just hit her up out of nowhere, I think she'd be honest and open. But like, I don't think I should open that. <laughs> <laughs> that door but I'm so curious because it's like a lot of specifically girls I've known that that's kind of like their way of life or whatever when they ended up getting with somebody who they connected with on a different level they weren't doing that anymore so that's really interesting but they don't seem to want to talk about it so like and I get it that's their business you know Whatever. <gasps> oh, many. <laughs> oh. She didn't like that subject. She didn't like it either. See, Minnie's not that way either. She's a, a <laughs> stage five clinger as well. So she doesn't mess around like that. But I just really wish that, like, all jokes aside, I really wish I could have a really cool conversation 
with people that are open to talk about foot fetishes and why they have them mm-hmm. and um, threesomes and or just not just threesomes um, but also just being in open relationships and stuff because again I've talked about on here before I've known some people who were like the exceptions and I've always all I would always think well it's those three exceptions it works for them like hey but none of them are together anymore and I cannot believe one of them I cannot believe it because I thought everyone was on the same page they were together for a really long time there was lots of kids involved like it seemed like wow okay yeah I get it but it's not happening anymore so I'm just like super interested in the like what that mindset is and how it makes them feel and is everybody really on board or is there somebody in there that they're okay with it but they're really not on board you know yeah i think something like that over time has to chip away at a relationship i mean you're doing stuff with somebody else like especially like the wife swapping and stuff like that and the open relationships where you know, they go to like a different location with someone and it's not like in like the same room. So you don't know what they're doing with that person. How that doesn't come up in an argument or as resentment later <clears throat> or, you know, one of them is an hour late. Oh, where were you? What have you been doing? I don't see how that doesn't chip away at the the foundation of a relationship. I guess it does for everybody eventually uh, if you live long enough and stay together long enough. I remember there used to be. Oh, was it on HBO or something? It was like in the like early 2000s. I would catch like really late at night these shows about like real life whatever people. And I just remember it was like a swingers one. And it was really interesting because the first time I ever knew a real swinger was when I first started wrestling at my first wrestling school, there was a wrestler there that everyone knew that him and his wife were swingers. And I couldn't believe it because I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Like, how are they okay with it? Because again, not that there's anything wrong with it, especially if you're honest about everything, but I just can't relate to that because I'm psycho and I will like, I'm, I'm psycho. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, I'm very, like, if I love fall for you or whatever, it's like, that's just it. So I just couldn't wrap my head around it. And the common denominator I saw from that first couple to more recent years and seeing people, it's like, they don't look happy. And when I remember watching that documentary, a lot of the people that were doing it for a long time, they didn't really look happy. And they only looked happy when they went to these parties or they went to these, like, I think there's like a ranch or something. It was something like that, like a big deal kind of like thing, like a weekend type of thing. And it's like, well, that kind of tells me that maybe they should just find a hobby and they, that they like going out and connecting with people and like, being into the same things like you know because they just didn't look happy and then there were some people if I recall in that documentary where they were maybe together for a few years whatever married doing these things but 
maybe the excitement was kind of still there still. But again, there could be exceptions. But I just the general vibe I get is everyone seems cold or sad. And, you know, God bless, you know, they could be cold and sad together. Everyone needs a buddy. There was, um, speaking of television shows, there was something, I think it was on Playboy TV a long time ago. It was hard to tell how much of it was real, but it was set up like a reality show where they had like this house with all these like established swingers, like recurring characters or whatever. And they would start with this couple who wanted to get into swinging. So they were getting in the limo. They're talking about it. They're on their way there. They do their little backstory and they've come basically to this house to swing with these other couples. And again, it's hard to tell how much is real, how much is scripted, how much is set up, whatever. It's the, but it's got like the softcore porn element. And some of it was interesting because some of them were like, you know, they liked it and they want to keep doing it. But some are like, no, this is fucking awful. And, you know, they'd argue about it. And so there's a big, you know, variety of, uh, of reactions. But I would think that, again, over time, it's just it's not something that can be sustained without some kind of resentment growing or one or both of the partners in the relationship using it against each other in fights or passive aggressive behavior or whatever. I would big time. That's why, again, it was never for me, never interested. You know, it just was not ever something that was on the table. Like when I asked that boyfriend, like, Hey, have you ever, and he was like, yeah, that kind of told me, well, you're probably eventually going to try to push that boundary with me. And so that was really the beginning of like me breaking up with him. Like, you know, I just, I, it was just like this moment I had. That's probably why he was like, don't judge me. He probably felt my energy. I was just like, oh, wow. This was a long distance boyfriend. So it was easy for me to keep this fantasy going on in my head of who I wanted him to be. He knew who I wanted him to be, so he presented it well. But it was like that last time I went to visit him, I stayed for a longer period of time, and that's when everything was. No. Shelly's frozen again. <laughs> glitch. Another glitch in the Matrix. Smoke out with Shelly and SJ. This has been more of a glitchy episode. And a lot of other ones. We've had problems with some of the other ones, but nothing to this extent. What that means, I don't know. Is it the apocalypse? Is it zombies? Do you get your uh, your prep bag out and run to the woods? I don't know. Stop asking me so many questions. <laughs> you figure it out. You figure it out if this is the apocalypse or not. Or it's just bad internet. Who knows? As I said before, internet's been having a lot of problems tonight. And, um... You know, we deal <clears throat> best we can. We have a return with Shelly. There we go. Twice now, I've taken screenshots before it went away uh, and of the frozen whatever, but the last one, <laughs> I can't wait to show you. My face is all. <laughs> it's really funny. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Uh, subscriber Jesse K in the chat area said, I know a lot of strippers who do shows together that dig three ways. And I can see it if you're like, if you're like 
not in a relationship and you're in that kind of world where there's a lot of sexual energy or whatever and you're sowing your wild oats or whatever, but I don't think it's something <clears throat> in a relationship that's going to, you know, mean anything or last or whatever. It's hard. And I really wish that I could talk to somebody. Like, even if, like, I try to tell people, like, you don't have to be on camera. I don't have to record you audio. I just want to, like, chat with you so I can get a better understanding. So, like, I can report on it because it's so interesting to me. But people, there's certain things that people aren't very open to talk about. And I think that's definitely one of them. Like, some people are definitely okay to be like, oh, I have threesomes. It's fine or whatever. Like, there's this YouTuber I watch every now and again. And she had this guy that she was associated with for a really long time. They were in an open relationship, I guess. Now she's with somebody else. And it's not an open relationship. But when she, like, talked about it on her channel, she's like, you know, we'll still have threesomes here and there, blah, 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 blah. And I was like... But I thought it wasn't open. That sounds open to me. So it's it was interesting to like see it on that side too. This gal was in an open relationship for so long. Now it's a big deal that she's in a committed relationship. But yet here and there. I know. It's not going well. <laughs> Their net connection it's not going well. What else can I say? I'm glad Shelly's taking screenshots. As I could be as well. The different uh, ways she gets frozen in facial expressions or whatnot. I didn't have the wherewithal or the mindset to do that. My phone's sitting right here. I could have taken the pictures. <laughs> Hopefully Shelly will return. Here we go. The uh, gods will smile on us for a second. <laughs> wrap up what we're doing come on man we're trying to do a show here i guess because we're talking crap about threesomes they don't like it so they're trying to cut it cut it out and i said cut big... it out but anyways i just think that there it's really cool how there's different scenarios like that lifestyle for different people it's so different like there's so many like you can have two couples that are swingers but their way of swinging quote-unquote is completely different the rules are different the understandings different and what's interesting oh now i remember what i was gonna say is this is just my experience but anybody that's at least opened up to me about it it's always been threesomes or orgies with one guy and girls I've yet to have a conversation with somebody that has had two guys at one time. And I'm not saying that that's worse or whatever. I'm just saying, like, I've never really had that conversation with somebody. Like, I've heard rumors like, oh, so-and-so was da-da-da. But I've never, like, heard someone be like, oh, yeah, we have threesomes, and it means that there's another guy. So that's really interesting as well. Yeah. Great if we could find someone. I'm going to talk about these things. A lot of those are like couple Twitter accounts, you know, like they do whatever they swing, they post pictures, they have an OnlyFans or whatever. I've contacted a few of those before over the years and just nothing. And with the fame that comes to being on the Stern Jesus show, and talking about <laughs> so uh, oh Jesse, my gosh. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, Jesse said real quick, I went wild with it after my first divorce. 
and didn't care about relationships. Yeah. If you're not a relationship, you know, do what you're going to do. Even if you are. But again, I don't think it's going to last over time. It's a tricky one. And that's why, like I said, like I just, it's so foreign to me, all of that. And I just would really like to sit down and chat with somebody and just ask them, like, how all this stuff makes them feel. And it's not because it's coming from a judgmental place. It's just, I'm fascinated by it. And I guess I only have, I have one friend that she's like pretty, like, about being in open relationships. And she's like shared with me the most. And I get in a way what she say what she's saying, but like it'll be interesting because I just saw her this past weekend and she told me that she's been dating this guy for like a good amount almost a year now. So I'm looking forward to the next time I hang out with her to be like, so is this <laughs> like open? Cause I kind of feel it's not from the way she was talking about it. Mm -hmm. So I'd be interested in knowing that and I'm going to ask questions because it's so interesting to me. It's just because, again, like I joke, but I really am like a lot of my ex-boyfriends would be like, Shelly's psycho, like she cries and, you know, she blows my phone up and like all this because I have had trust issues my whole life. I didn't mm -hmm. realize that's why I was that way. But yeah, so I absolutely deserve when people say that I've been a psycho girlfriend because I didn't trust them. So that me having so much mistrust with boyfriends has never allowed me to even fathom like something like that. Like even, even when like I would hook up with guys and it wasn't my boyfriend, I wanted him to be my boyfriend. So like, it would be the same thing. Like I wouldn't, I wasn't interested in having threesomes even when I was being kind of crazy and like whatever, because I secretly was hoping that I would be the one to tame that bad boy, make him my boyfriend. So I know it just never, I was never, I'm too crazy for that. I'm too possessive and jealous. I think human beings in general are very possessive and territorial over what's theirs. It's just in our nature. So I guess on a certain level, it does go against our nature to share what's ours what's very important and special to us or whatever i don't know who am i i'm not a doctor i'm not giving medical advice for those of you out there or i also like to know like when there's people who their partner knows that in order for them to continue to live the life that they live this happens a lot in hollywood um or not hollywood but like la um they have to sleep with certain people, you know, like some of these actor and actresses that, you know, they have, they have to pay their dues in that sense. So it's like, that would be really rough too. And that's why, like, I always knew after like tinkering with dating different famous people, I knew I didn't want that because I'm just too jealous. Like I, I want that old fashioned, like, 1950s like I mean I don't do it as much anymore just because my schedule's crazy but like it brought me so much joy like when I first got with Metal Jesus and we got really serious like for we've been together for almost six years for a good like I'd say three and a half years I was always making dinner every night like I enjoyed that like it was I'm just old school in that way you know and 
like I just I'm so curious Yeah, Frozen Shelly again. Yes. Oh. Oh. Hello. <laughs> there but we those go. People who like I've I've crossed those paths with, a lot of them are heavy drinkers, and I think that's why because they know that they have to look the other way, or else they're not going to have their fancy cars, their fancy house go with this and that and the other because like it's kind of like I don't mean to sound sexist in this but like kind of like the old joke when back in when you're dating back in the days like pre-2000s where it's like oh you know you got to pay the piper he took you out for a nice time you had a good meal you gotta you gotta give him something <laughs> you know you gotta, you gotta give him something there like a little something so or, or he's taking me out this is our third date Okay, you know, he's invested. He's been okay. Got to give him at least a hand job. Like, you got to pay the piper. So, <laughs> if the same thing goes with entertainment, sometimes you got to pay the piper. And it's just like, I could never be some actor's or musician's wife because I'm too jealous. It's like, no, dude. No. Um, subscriber Jesse said, Damn, I hope I didn't screw up your feed. Uh, no, it's definitely not you, Jesse. It's uh, the internet connection mainly between myself and Shelly, which does not seem as solid as it normally is um, in most episodes. But <laughs> there's not much you can do about it. <laughs> Shake your fist. Damn internet. Damn you kids, get off my lawn. Technology. Oh, we have a new Shelly. A new Shelly has joined us. Hold on, we'll get rid of this Shelly. Bring on new Shelly. <laughs> oh, man. Besides the technical issues, it was a pretty good episode. A lot of yeah. great content. I think so. I'm sorry. Somewhere between where I am and where Shelly is, there's a problem with internet connection, and it cuts out. What can I say? You know, sometimes glitches happen. Again, I'm the glitch queen. This isn't the last time I'll be glitching out. And uh, sometimes, like I said, I disappear. So there you have it. Get used to it, people. But don't get used to us not being around. Because we'll be here every Tuesday. So why don't you come join us? <laughs> Very professional ending. It was. Especially since I'm so medicated. Because... I can't, I can't find my little jar. And that's the last bit I have. And we had an edible we made over the weekend. So I just scarfed that edible down. I think it's hitting me now. So it's fine. <laughs> I'll be good till tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you, Shelly. Another great Adios. episode. See you next week. Bye. Uh.